0: Cue the music. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Let me put up the display. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going fast. <laughs> yeah, let's give him something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a planet to run around.
1: Okay, okay. You ain't do but out take Jim. From- Jamie, got this is take two. <laughs> we talked about doing this since one of us coaches it, and that was me, the one of the guys that made the mistake. I got up and coached early this morning. Mm hmm. Yeah, so we've been going back
0: and forth, opening, since we started this podcast, so whenever you watch this, one of us. One of us has been up
1: since 4, 4 a.m. Well, since actually, yeah, uh, because I get up at 3.50, so that I can yeah. be awake. and the 3.50, how many alarms do you have to go through? Just one. Oh, you're I'm pretty late <laughs> sleeping. Way better than me. Since it's only one day a week, I'm yeah. panicked, so I have a yeah. shitty night sleep because I'm constantly waking up going, is it day I sleep in? Yeah. Did I sleep in? See, I usually, I've had a couple times
0: where I've actually slept in, but it's mostly because I'm in bed with one of my kids that's like not sleeping well and right and up moving in that bed for like
1: a few hours so we should have sound correct now all through yes. your dealio. very good
0: anyways thank you uh travis at vindicate for giving us a heads up and not yeah. spending another we're hour like hey you with bad audio. Another,
1: he was in and now he's got kicked out anyway so we're live and it, there's a few things i wanted to talk about but i this the, the the first thing I wanted to talk about was aging in CrossFit or being an old CrossFitter, basically. But it came f- the the reason why I wanted to talk about it was because I was uh, watching the CrossFit content that was recently produced, um, Magic, in, of in a Magic of CrossFit series. Because mm-hmm. it seems like it's a is that a
0: whole series or is that just a new? Like- yeah, it's
1: going to it's okay. it's going to be. I think that's going to be a whole series. i will probably move on from the Magic of CrossFit after okay. after a while. I'm not sure. Uh, Tyson, I need to talk to him. Tyson Olderoy, he messages me and he sends me the stuff when it comes out. But I need to talk to him about what their whole thought process is behind it and where the direction they're going is. Yeah. But right now, it's just covering the the kind of the basic stuff that we want—the science behind the it, the
0: science, and also
1: the, the stories, the methodology, and then the stories, and based as represented by the stories and the yeah. affiliates. Yeah. And in this one, it's the he's they're delving into the power of the community and it's talking in crossfit auburn sounds like a really cool gym i've not mm-hmm. been there uh, it's not too far away from where we are it's about uh an hour and a half two hours from here and that's, that's it that was a little further than that auburn oh uh-huh. depends on how fast you drive yeah <laughs> that's true to <Touché>. share <laughs> <laughs> they uh but it was uh, telling the story of someone that's new to crossfit and coming into the gym mm-hmm. and the the gentleman in it he's in his looks like he's in his early 40s moved to auburn um, has family there, but doesn't have, didn't have any friends. And he said, so I joined a CrossFit gym. And it's really cool because he tells the story of, you know, how that became his community, his people, which is really important in terms of establishing a healthy lifestyle. And I think it's, and that's one of the things I touched upon in my email. I, 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 in my email, I talked about the importance of having a supportive community as you change your lifestyle to a more healthy lifestyle in terms of everything from, nutrition, exercise, to, to, to sleep as well, all of those things. There's so many things to prevent you from having a successful, healthy lifestyle in, yeah. Especially, in, in society today. And the peer pressure to, to, yeah. to go out, to drink, to, do, to eat poorly, all of those things that are pulling at you, the, the way to make really successful habit changes is to have support, some sort of support structure and the CrossFit community automatically provides that. Yeah. You want to be a better person when you're here. And yeah. then then if it's then if it's your friends it becomes your friends and you come in on a regular basis it's 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 amazing but anyway that story that that is told by CrossFit is a really good one. And I reposted it on Diablo's Instagram. And the centerpiece of it we didn't even get to the reason what we're going to talk about today. Centerpiece of it is a woman that um Annie. Annie. Yeah who is 93 years old and is essentially the mayor of CrossFit Auburn. Like everybody knows Annie. She's super positive. She's friendly. She's, you know, and we, and we have, we have our a mayor here. Shout out to Dean Quimbao, who is uh, the unofficial mayor of Diablo knows everybody, high fives everybody, says hello to everybody, teases everybody, challenges everybody, encourages everybody to be a part of what we do here gets his family involved in it, gets his friends involved in it. Um, and she's that person at CrossFit Auburn. Yeah. Annie is. And it's really cool. And what, what was more remarkable to me, though, was that she started at age 89. Yeah. She's 93. And she her quality of life has gone up fairly dramatically. Which is kind of important to point out because a
0: lot of people won't start CrossFit because of the fears of getting hurt, and here's a perfect example of somebody who is already in in a, at risk of getting hurt just from falling, and now she's in a gym training to improve herself.
1: Admittedly, I had the same reservations about getting my mother-in-law involved. <clears throat> my mother-in-law is eighty, and she's in, and she's had a couple of falls recently. One where she, and she she uh, injured her arm and shoulder. She still has shoulder pain from it and that was that followed her last fall was a couple weeks ago mm. and and so i've talked to a gym down near where she lives about her coming in or sending <coughs> excuse me sending someone to the house to mm-hmm. train her yeah and i've been reluctant lately because i'm thinking well is it worth it because she's already in frail health you know m- Maybe it's just a pain in the ass. Is it really going to do anything? And it, and look, I've been you know doing it for seventeen years, and I'm I'm having reservations about it. And then I saw that story of Annie. Yeah. starting turning at eighty nine, eighty nine, nine years older than my mother in law. I think to,
0: like the the reservations I think would really come in and play if she was res like like. Do you have to have her buy in? Well, right. Like yeah, you can't right. just say, "Hey, no, you're going right. to start this and <laughs> crack the whip on her," but that, right. like. I think right. that's the hard part because I'm kind of going through something similar with my grandfather, yeah. right? Like he's has hospice, he had hospice, he had a, a bad fall, came out of the hospital, but right now he's, he's doing great. And I'm just, I'm actually scouring around looking for a recumbent bike just to kind of get some activity in there, get some blood flowing
1: through his legs. Cause he's not, he's in a wheelchair right now. So all the studies point to the immediate benefit, even for just a small amount of movement yeah and and it improves quality of life the so the the second piece of information that i'm going through is the peter atia podcast with dr andy galpin and andy Mm -hmm. galpin is a power lifter but he's also a phd in in exercise physiology guys just a brilliant guy a great speaker his podcast is great his information that he provides is always backed by data guy's open-minded as well and he'll take and he'll he's he engages in healthy debate we'll Change his opinion mm-hmm. um, if uh, if it if it's warranted and backed by data, um, sharp guy. But he talks about in his podcast. I shared the clip, the most relevant clip that to this um, on Diablo's Instagram, and he talks about uh, what happens at a, after age sixty if you fall and break a hip, and it is it's di- it's directly correlated, aggressively correlated to morbidity. Um, and I think the average lifespan. Someone told me in class this morning. My members told me the average lifespan after a hip break after age sixty is like the average lifespan after a hip fall, a hip break is like one year. That's the average lifespan after that happens. And 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 you and I talked about it off uh, podcast. All the rehab, mm-hmm. recovery. It takes time to takes recover some, from a hit. Right. Takes you're a, you're but, almost
0: relearning how to walk.
1: Well, right. And then think about think about your what happens to all of your muscle strength that you did have any muscle strength that you might have all had. Atrophies. Right. Yeah. You literally go in reverse. Yeah. And so now you're even more susceptible. And then
0: there's a psychological aspect because well, now you don't have your freedom of
1: movement. Absolutely. Yeah. So then there's depression sets in and, you know, shit, I get, you know, I get every slope. I get a sore shoulder for a week and I'm all bummed out because I can't do bar muscle-ups or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And yeah, I couldn't even imagine something like that. It is a slippery slope. So you don't want to get there. And and what Andy Galpin talks about is like literally you can start anytime and start to um, slow the degrading uh, loss of strength and power. You can add strength and power even with especially if your nutrition is good and you're getting good sleep. And improve the quality of my life fairly dramatically. And the clip is really good because it talks about, you know, being able to follow your grandkids where they go. You, yeah. know, you get a little grandkid, and you you know, you want to chase them around and, you know, they scramble up a rock on a hike with you. You want to be able to go there. Yeah, you might need to be able you to go the there. You need the power and explosiveness. And, they, and And one of the things he talked about with the with, the hip, with, with the hip or with the falls, what causes the falls is, and one of the leading contributors to that is slow foot speed. Yep. Yeah which comes, that's explosiveness, that's... It's agility. Agility. Accuracy, right? Accuracy, right? Is that, Balance. And, yeah, and that comes from explosive training, right? So, you know, high-intensity interval training, b- b- upping the intensity mm-hmm. in, in functional movements, right, that, mm-hmm. that help improve your ability to, to move your feet fast. And then on top of it, um, he didn't, he inferred this, but didn't say this specifically, but, you, you know, you got to have the strength to catch yourself and get back up. Right, so you got to have muscle strength to be able to get back up to, 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 to recover or to catch yourself on the fall. Yeah. And then if you have muscle strength as well to act as a ectoskeleton mm-hmm. around the bones so that when you land, you land on muscle, not on yeah. direct on bone contact. Or if you do a lot of resistance training, you're going to have
0: stronger bones.
1: Right. And well, that's right. Limit the even ability to break in the that's first right. place. He talks about having eccentric strength, right? Mm -hmm. To be able to stop yourself from falling and the foot speed to get deceleration. Yeah, yeah, decelerate. And that's CrossFit. Yep. And then you look at Annie at CrossFit Auburn and she started at 89 and 93. She moves way better. She's stronger. She can do more things. I mean, think of the quality of life that she had
0: at 89 to where her parents or her her children are thinking like, what do we need to do to get you to walk more? What do we... What do we need to do to keep your activity up? And then she finds CrossFit and now she's thriving better than she was at 89. Yeah. It's it's just a wild story.
1: I like the idea too. I was going to have with my mother-in-law have someone come to the house, but I think I'm going to, I'm going to try and get her to a class. I'm, I'm going to reach out today as a matter of fact. Have you, have you the, thought about
0: any of this stuff that CrossFit used to post with the, uh, the, the, Grandma's couch and doing the L sits and slips. I mean yeah. starting off with slips because yeah. slips, you're you're working on your balance, you're working on your core strength, you're it's, working on upper body strength. Okay,
1: so so only about probably ten percent of our listeners know what slips are. Slips are an
0: acronym for scales, L sits, inversions, planks, and stretching. So yeah.
1: basically gymnastics, body awareness drills. Right. that's huge yes i have yeah and and that would be a a coach coming to the house to do that to keep her safe she's for she's an hour away in traffic so it's you know i might be able to get down there once a week but uh and you know again when it's a relative it's (laughs) it's like trying to train your significant other yeah exactly yeah, it's, it's even worse in some cases yeah that's an that's an obstacle in and of itself I've been working on my parents for about 15 years so it's either so I'm, so but i like the idea of getting her into a gym yeah right because then you get other people that you're working with and then now you've got there's that's that social aspect social aspects. yeah that's which so is a, a whole, whole other, other thing cash. and we have an entire generation of people yeah the the older baby boomers like mm-hmm. in largest percentage of our population right now um, that are in this position where they're sitting at home watching TV, they're not doing anything yeah. and they have one fall. And if you talk to firefighters, anybody knows firefighters or has, or is a firefighter, mm-hmm. ask them what they, the, what the majority of their calls are. Yeah. It's <laughs> percentage big, slip, big of them slip and falls. Yeah. And even worse is when they're having to go out and change diapers and yeah. that kind of stuff, because people can't move well. And it's, and it really is a, it, so it, what was cool about Annie galpins, um, Pod, the podcast with uh, with peter t is they talked about the you 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 can build muscle you can get stronger you can get faster you can all yeah. of those things from where you are mm-hmm. are you going to get back to when you were you know when you're 40 or 50 no you're not going to get back to that age but you'd be better off than if you didn't right i notice at age i'm um, 60 now that you know, I just can't do some of the same things. Yvonne notices too. She had a, she said the other day she tripped. I forget what, the, it was maybe one of the, it could it be one of the dogs, <laughs> but she tripped <laughs> and she had a hard fall and it scared really? her Ew, and it scared her. And she was like, oh shit.
0: She had another hard fall yeah. in here.
1: Well, she had a fall in here on the rings. That was a, and that was a uh, equipment, equipment failure. failure. Yeah. But she had a hard <laughs> fall and it scared her. It's like, oh shit. Oh, this can happen to me. Yeah. And it's and it's something that I've had too, where I've tripped. I'm like, oh shit! It's different now that I'm sixty than when even when I was fifty or forty. Mm-hmm. First of all, the falls hurt. Yeah, and and I and I really related to what Andy Galpin said about foot speed, but also it's like the hand speed where you put your hand to how catch you actually fall and how you yeah how, you, how fall. you fall is everything. Oh yeah, and it you fall more bluntly yeah. when you're when you're older because you're just not quite as agile. I watched, I did the we did a. The, the open workout sunday mm-hmm. in the masters are yeah, yeah, plus yeah, the, plus the uh, one you gave me which Saint
0: was 20.1 uh,
1: 20. 20.1 20. yeah and it was burpees over the bar and then ground overhead um did you trip over the bar no i didn't trip <laughs> over the bar um i, I just over the bar. we we did a we did a little emom before it to kind of prep for yeah. it mm-hmm. um of burpee over bar and then ground overhead. And we practiced just to practice the movements and get um, timing and kind of grease the groove timing, you know, acceleration. And I thought, and I, and I really worked on getting low on my burpees, staying low and moving. And, um, I, and I thought in my head, man, I had this is the best I've moved on burpees. Like literally I thought, this is what I was thinking. I'm staying low. I'm only taking a half a step before I jump over the bar, This is really good. Then during the workout because it's rounds I, I lost. I wasn't sure if I did six rounds. I did seven rounds of that amount of time. So I'm like, well, I'll watch the, I'll watch the video that we got of the gym. I watched the jump, video. How gym. that jump look? Dude, I look like a f- <laughs> fucking 70 year old man. I thought. I had this vision of myself—not rich, Froning-ish, but I thought you thought you were moving, dude. Great. I thought I was like skip, stepping, hopping, <laughs> stand low, flying lane. And then I watched the video, and it was like watching my dad. Uh, I was like, uh, really? Because it felt so much faster. No, I think that's a common issue with anybody in yeah. yeah, oh, That sure. everybody has, like, for in sure. your that head. you have this vision. <laughs> oh yeah, you have a vision of how you look, and then you see it. It's a different thing. But it, I looked at, it, I'm like, oh damn, and and and, and that's aging. Yeah. That is aging. You just, I, my, there's parts of your body that just don't move. Like you, you get stiffer, so you don't move them as well. Yeah, you, you it's kind of gonna, avoid moving it because of the stiffness. It's depressing as fuck. Yeah. but it's reality, and yeah. I gotta, and I, and I, and it does take. I get, you know, I literally was a little bit upset, and then I, then I put it in perspective, and I go, look, it, you know, compare myself to other sixty-year-olds in the world and yeah. i'm you know and i'm and I'm, i'd am i like to think that i'm in the higher percentile mm-hmm. um and i'm moving much better but i am not the 40 i'm not 40 year old craig i'm yeah. not 50 year old craig you were the same craig when we did this
0: workout in the first place yeah three years ago right yeah. like i i think that's also maybe some of the things i mean we'll talk about the open stuff later but um could it have some people reserved or have reservations and doing open because it's like well, I'm not going to beat myself from five years ago.
1: Yeah, But like Definitely. you said,
0: you could still be working on improving, which is going to make you a better
1: today than you would be if you weren't. Yeah, we did a workout the other day that we did a, on Fridays. You have us doing the the, the entire gym does the open workouts. Yeah. So and we did a 2014 workout. Mm-hmm. The chipper. Yeah, and that was my best open performance. That, yeah. that 2014 was my best year ever, the a performance workout. And so I looked it up which is like, don't do that. I and mean, when you get older, maybe you start to get five, 10 years into this. Don't, don't look back at those scores.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> or look back and look reminisce. back
1: with the idea of
0: having a perspective.
1: Oh, sure. <laughs> that's easy to say. I look back at that score and I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> the weight was heavier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The wall ball was higher. And, and I still not, not as good, but that's all right. I, I've got 10, that's 10 years. That's almost 10 years ago. Yeah. It's that's a, that's perspective. And, it, and it's inevitable, but I'm way better off than if I didn't work out at all. Yeah. I didn't train at all. And I can do way more things. Like I ski with confidence. I go hiking. I can yeah. take a fall when I'm hiking. and You scramble and take scramble. A fall you're skiing. I'm and sure. And scramble and get back up. Yeah. Like those, those are the things that I think I have to put into perspective. And, and you can improve the quality of life, but accept that. You know, your range of motion is going to shrink. Mm -hmm. You might not be able to do bar muscle-ups. I had Scott in my class this morning um, at 7 a.m., and he's 55. And he goes, it's been a few years since I've done a bar muscle-up. So, he did jumping bar Mm muscle-ups, and he had a great workout. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that's awesome. That's exactly right. And then Chris Graham, because he got a shoulder injury, he did yeah. banded bar muscle ups. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do those. Those are looking super smooth. Yeah. Too. We it, did those last and few. they can help with linking, yeah. right? Yeah. And again, he's another one. He's, you know, he's 50 something. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that we have to like come to terms with and be okay with as we age as CrossFitters. Be be willing to scale, be willing to move down. I love the fact that the Open drops the weight at 55, actually. And I used to think, why would they do that? Now you understand. Completely understand. (laughs) And I actually now wish it was at 50 because we have a number of our members here that are at 50, well, we started scaling our
0: own yeah we did programming it, that's at right 50 but we adjusted it to the 55 just to kind of keep consistency right. with the rest of the i would season. love to see crossfit reduce the weights for the 50 year olds what do you think about having like a 50 then at 60 so like yeah at 50, i like every the 10 years yeah i like the
1: 10 year increment keep that in mind <laughs> from 50 to 60 because every five years pain in the ass yeah. just in terms of like what weight are they supposed to have yeah because it could be varied even the rep scheme might be different right i like the 10 years because it, there is a big change in terms of your mm-hmm. ability to move the ability to move the weight but at 50 my f- that when the 50 year olds the 50 year old women are having to do the 35 pound dumbbells for yep. example yeah, that's a lot of weight it is at 50 and and i know the 50 year old women can do that that are competing in games but it but they can also do 30 but they could also do uh 25 and it would be even just a, even a slight, a 30 right it would be it would it would be Better for them, I believe yeah. they would move better. Yeah, it would just change the workout. Yeah, I mean it wouldn't actually. If, the stimulus would be I would probably say that, more similar to what the that's open exactly what I was going to say. It's like you're going to be
0: able to continue to keep a set more unbroken than have to break it up as right. frequently um
1: with good movement patterns. Right. So and now I'm at the I'm at the fifty five weight. Uh, you know, not what which is the same as a sixty mm-hmm. weight. And and so what was it? we did uh twenty point one and the barbell weight was sixty-five for me. Yeah. And I still got beat by Richard um uh what's Richard's name? I think it's Richard Davis, I want to say, but anyway, he's mm-hmm. he's badass. Mm-hmm. And he still and, and he did the RX weight, he still beat me by about six or seven reps um at RX. And I did it as um, with a 65 pound weight, and I did them all unbroken. All my all my snatches unbroken, and it, we kind of matched almost identically, rep for rep, rep for rep.
0: Did he get you on the burpees? Yeah, get me on the burpees. I mean, that workout's like a burpee workout. The it barbell is. kind of it breaks turns it out up. it is
1: a burpee because yeah. Mark uh, Mark Mooney got me too yeah. on the burpee. He caught up to me on the burpees. But anyway, the the point being though that I was able to keep my heart rate super freaking high, like I was mm-hmm. red zone, yeah, in that workout with 65. And at Sustained. first I thought this is too light, you know, yeah. But it, was, it wasn't. Yeah. But you're right. It is a burpee workout. But anyway, I, I, would, I would be an advocate for CrossFit. And I'll probably say something if I get an opportunity to, to Bosman about that. Mm-hmm. I would love to see it. Our members, the problem with a lot of with our members in aging too is they're in denial as well. But they are adamant about sticking to the standards that CrossFit writes. Yes. So Chris McCreary, just an amazing athlete an endurance athlete, has converted over to CrossFit, has a partial knee replacement. Um, he His birthday was last week, and he f- fucking wouldn't change the weights on his dumbbells and his barbells <laughs> until his birthday um, to go to the lighter weight. Keep and, it official. Dude, and when he did, he was like, oh, yeah. This is well, so much better. What a difference. <laughs> when I first changed into at the age 55, I was kind of like, oh, but I can do those heavier yeah. weights. But as soon as I started doing the lighter weights, like, oh, it's kind of one of those things. Like, it takes the mental pressure off. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. I know. Right? You're right, like, and that's and that's, that that totally. goes for all kinds of stuff. No, and I think that's an important thing for CrossFit coaches to know and understand, and CrossFit affiliates yeah. to to understand. Yeah, is really help your members, especially the stubborn old bros like me, help them get comfortable with scaling and be feeling good about scaling. Mm-hmm. You'll keep your members healthier. They'll have a better workout, even if you have to, like we do or we did with, and we um, on SugarWide, you made it RX. You mm-hmm. had an RX. We've 50, got a range. Yeah, RX fifty. Yeah, and I still have some members that are all pissed off that they want us to do that. Back, go back to the fifty. And we when we can pre-open or, or you know, so we actually do have
0: multiple scales too. Right. right, we've got our RX, which basically takes you up to the the first break that CrossFit prescribes at 55 and then it goes to 60 yeah 60 or it was 60 or 65 plus so Six, it's 60 plus so and once we went to that change the the masters that came over like when, when there's a box jump and it's like an 18 inch box instead of a 20 inch box like they are so psyched yeah. and happy about that because they can they, have they, a good workout
1: people like marking the workout yeah. rx yeah they're always masters rx or rx super psych so you can help them yeah and and bring the numbers down and make it easy on your life as an owner and your coaches lives as coaches Mm -hmm. Um, instead of trying to coach someone into scale just coach them into the weight that's rx for them yeah yeah just by adjusting your own programming and tweaking your own programming to Mm -hmm. give them a number to shoot for that's a that's a good tip anyway that's enough about talking about old people Although the, uh, I will say this, CrossFit's I don't know, 2002 I think it got started, 2001 maybe, so it's what 20 years old. So and there's a lot of CrossFitters been doing it 10 15 years. Yeah. We have an aging population here at Diablo. Yeah. Our population has aged. We have, you know, we have a good amount of members that have stayed with us all of these years and they're older. I mean, you, even some of the the probably younger people when they first started are yeah.
0: now older with kids and families and, you know, that that has a certain amount of age that hits you right and we're still seeing them hit prs oh yeah right like oh, miles no, for absolutely. example like he hit a, a deadlift pr at the end of our deadlift cycle yeah that was cool and i mean he's been one of the cross diablo crossfit originals right yeah. back from the shed yeah and that's just a perfect example you can still stick with uh, it you
1: can still stick with him and 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 again improve the quality of life Yeah. the oh, i lost my train of thought there Sorry. for a second no that's all right all right um um well we can move on to uh recruiting for the open talking that's about some, some, something else we wanted to talk about talking
0: about old people there's op there's a scaled option for the the, the ranges for the
1: open oh yeah it's age groups
0: that's fine we well, got
1: age groups to compete um there is the different divisions now to help uh foundations foundations yeah. and it's scaled. come a, it's really
0: come a long ways i was thinking about this um couple weeks ago we had I don't know, do you remember the open workout where it was the 150 wall balls, 100 double unders and then the muscle ups? Yes, do you remember that? Oh yeah this was I think that was the first year that they did a scaled option um, as far as like a category. and this is just an example of how far the cross uh, open season has come. Back then the scaled option was the wall balls to a lo- lighter weight to a lower target and single unders no muscle ups, there's no upper body pulling. So with that, that was like a 15 minute workout. You think about doing wall balls and single unders for 15 minutes. That is brutal. Now you'll see a variation of some kind of a muscle up. That's going to kind of slow you down. So you kind of minimize overall volume impact in your body just by adding another skilled gymnastic handstand, hand release push ups could have been that modification jumping chest of our pull-up could have been that modification right but now we have the fundamentals you got the scaled and then you have all the different age groups that they've continued to expand upon over the last four or five years so i think that going into the open no matter where you are in your fitness journey like crossfit journey is it's there's something for you
1: what's cool about that too is we'll get people that get and they'll ring the bell the pr bell when they do their first open rx workout yes that is a really cool So they'll even start the open scale then if there's a chance for them to do it rx they'll do it rx and what's cool about crossfit how they score it is if you do the workout rx the last place rx person is surpasses the scales yeah the the best scaled person yeah so it gives you motivation to try and move up and and get a little bit better but it, it's pretty cool to do that. And if you start out at foundations and then you move to scale, that's going to be a big deal. It's a good sign of progress. It really is. And so I would, you, know, you, what I will tell you to do that you have to do, and I've said this in the past people won't automatically sign up for the open. You cannot trust them to see the content that CrossFit's producing. They're producing a lot of great content around the open and why it's important to do the open. Um, we can go through all of the reasons why it's a unique and distinguishing characteristic of CrossFit. I think it's important for every affiliate to participate to support the sport because the sport distinguishes us from other methodologies that are out there that can't do anything like this. It's measurable and repeatable. It defends the methodology itself and the science behind the methodology. And but you can't rely upon your members just hearing about it and signing up. You have to recruit, being active. So we're talking about, we talk about it on this podcast. I talk about it in my email every week that I send out to our members. I've also, since the beginning of the year on sugar, sugar allows us to post our workout of the day, which we do. And then you, I can change the picture every day, the members, mm-hmm. put, and everybody sees that picture. Yeah. And so I've been posting open pictures Yeah. Oh, and I need to update today's picture. Cause I think it's, I forgot to update these the, the pictures. Yeah. No, those, those pictures have been great. And, yeah. And so it's just, uh, what I've been doing is posting pictures from past opens. Yeah. And it just kind of gets people thinking about the open. And then yeah. I got on our whiteboard. I'm counting down the days to the open, which yeah. we're at like 23 days to the open, which gives me anxiety, <laughs> but, but it's another way to do it. And then yeah. we're talking them I and then we're going to do a, it's in the programming. Too. We're going to do an intramural open. We're going to do some recruiting. It's in yeah. the programming. Um, what's kind of cool, what's really, actually, I think this is cool. This, I don't know if this is the first year we've done it or not, but you're programming open workouts every Friday.
0: We did it last year, too. Yeah, it's, um, it's cool. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think the whole reason behind that is just so we have a chance to kind of get some exposure into what is it like going into the open workout. And what's even cooler is seeing that some of the classes, um, actually majority of the classes during those shorter, those shorter workouts are doing it in heats. Yeah. So they have somebody judging and keeping count. Because, I mean, if you're anything like me, I'm fucking terrible at counting reps. <laughs> I'll always do extra reps just, just to be on the safe side. But having somebody there to help keep track of where I am in the workout, that changes the whole entire experience. And if for somebody that may, may, may not have experienced that, having somebody, A, hold you accountable to your reps, but also keep track of what
1: you're doing so you can focus on just moving and going. I think that's great. Yeah. That's it. And that way, when they walk in on the first Friday night lights that you do, they're not just deer in the headlights. Yeah. Yeah. They've they've done it in class. Yeah, Now that's cool. So you have to recruit um, and you need to be, constantly activated active in that either on your social media or in your own groups that you have social media groups and constantly push people because they're they'll they'll wait to the, they, that's one of the problems we face the issues we face here is everybody, california everybody waits the last minute to yeah, do anything yeah. i noticed i saw crossfit games published on their instagram the different countries the different they yeah, had the different uh the different continents and their. Leading leaderboard, yeah, their registration leaderboard. Yeah, you know, there was this affiliate in Brazil that had over, you know, two hundred and thirty-six people signed up. Wild.
0: So, and best. that's
1: early. Oh, that's man. early to have that many. It's
0: crazy. I love but it. I love props, that enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. Props. Mad props to that. yeah and This I, is the first year that I've registered before actually doing the first workout. <laughs> so, <laughs> PR.
1: So we're trying to get, we're, uh, we're no, we were number one in the West coast region. We're not number one in the U S CrossFit bison has that. Mm-hmm. And they've got us beat by a large margin. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I love it. And so they're, and they're, they're obviously, and if you, I bet if you talk to those affiliate owners, they're actively promoting, they're putting it out there, they're making it a big deal, important. Mm-hmm. And it brings a community together for three weeks in a very powerful way that them to your brand your affiliate brand so um, recruit you, you've got to recruit and let's let's all support the open it is essential I think to the future of CrossFit and the future of of competing at CrossFit and it is the ultimate manifestation of what we do here in the gym mm-hmm. there's it, it's, it's neat to be able to think that you're doing the same workout that the best of the best are going to do Justin Medeiros and Tia Toomey. Even Tia Toomey is going to do it, and she's going to do it pregnant. Um, cool. Didn't Cara do it? Yeah, uh, she did. She did it pregnant, yeah, too. Like so she, too. she modified because it was like a right. I think I heard Tia is going to be in the first announcement. I. Oh, really? Yeah, Tia and uh, um, who's the? Shane? No, who's the number two woman or number three? Who, who was that? it's with Matt Fraser now. Oh, uh Mal. Yeah, Mal, Mal O'Brien. O'Brien. Yeah. Sorry, Mal. Didn't remember your name. <laughs> She's young win a, win a few games and we we'll, <laughs> won't forget. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> don't cut Harold. Don't <laughs> cut that clip, please. Do it. <laughs> Do it. We have we have some great clips that have been cut. Yeah, Harold's from, been cut from our, our podcast. Oh that. my god, they're so good. Don't cut that clip, Harold. Um the the last You're going to do that on purpose now yeah, just cuz you the, said. The the only the, la, the last thing I want to talk about just kind of bringing it to the 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 affiliate world there has been a rash of affiliate closures in our like 30 40 mile um, radius. Yeah. The, radius. Um, where they're either there's, they've got their affiliate for sale, they've closed and sold their equipment, um, or they're, um, they're just closing and walking away from it. And, uh, and I, I guess all I, I understand almost every single one of these, I think every single one, Mm -hmm. um, that has happened in the last 12 months was, uh, directly influenced by the pandemic and what happened in the pandemic and that that burned out a lot of owners because it was in uh, an, an extra layer of stress and work on top of the already stressful uh, and work intense job that owning an affiliate is. Especially at the, if you're at the, I want to say the six or seven year mark in terms of your lifespan as an affiliate because that's a, it's, and that's with any small business, any small business, you get to the six and seven year mark. You know, that's when people start to do the internal reflection. Am I where I want to be? I This is not going the way I thought it was. I'm not, I'm not making as much as I thought it was. I'm still doing the same shit. I'm still unclogging toilets and fixing rowers and, and, and turning the lights on at four thirty in the morning. I'm still doing all of those things. And my partner or spouse is frustrated that, you know, I don't have more free time. All of those things start to pile up. And over time, they, and then you get, you know, an employee issue or a customer issue that just pisses you off. And you're just like, you want to walk. Don't need this in my life. Yeah, don't need this in my life. Totally get it. It's totally normal for any small business, but especially uh, an affiliate and a CrossFit affiliate during the pandemic that had to deal with all of the, closure issues and the just being people not trusting in general oh yeah demonizing i mean shit that's that's a whole nother topic well said that is a whole nother topic (laughs) but making us look like the bad guys yeah during that period of time killing
0: grandmothers and there's zero science behind the fact that it's (laughs) happening in the gym especially when you take as much protocols
1: as we did yeah it's well and what's all of the contact tracing data if you want to get into that subject all the contact tracing data showed the gyms were safe yeah one of the most least likely places in these but anyway, but getting back. So I understand, but what I will tell owners is if you're thinking of closing, talk to the first people to talk to. And it's as difficult as that conversation is talk to one of your, talk to your coaches because one of your coaches might be willing to just step up and keep that thing going. Yeah. And there's, and, and you may think, you might think, well, there's no way that person possibly has enough money. One for, you'll be surprised how people can find money when the passion and the energy and the desires there two there's really unique ways to structure these deals. Um, these affiliate transfers, um, one way that is, I talked to a, a coach here that was training here on Saturday and his gym, he's training with the RX plus people when his gym is closing. I won't say where it is. But he got wind of it through the grapevine. He didn't even hear about it directly from the owner. Because the owner, and I understand, because no because the owner doesn't want anybody yeah, to know. He doesn't right? want to put that out there. Right. They don't want to put it out there because they don't want their membership Panicking, leaving. Yeah. And they don't want their coaches to quit and yeah. freak out. So they put it out there. But so then it came back to him internally. And I would say, don't do that. Trust your coaches. Have a conversation with the coaches. And trust your community. And have the conversation with your community. You'll be surprised by who might be willing to step up. Mm-hmm. You know, at CrossFit Moxie in San Jose, two members stepped up. Yeah. That's true. took that when we, when we were, and they're still running. Yeah. When when we were interested in getting out of that location in San Jose, the Diablo had, Um, no, they're not still running the pandemic got them. And they, and all their equipment went to, uh, and they basically consolidated everything with another affiliate owner. And that's Uh, the other thing is talk to affiliate owners. But anyway, talk to your coach. You'll be surprised. But in terms of structuring deals, because I was talking to this coach from this, uh, his gym's closing. And I said, go to the owner. And tell him, you'll if you're truly interested, because he expressed an interest, said, if you're truly interested, go to the owner and tell him this. Oh, uh, here's the price I'll give you. And he knew the price. And go, tell him, you'll give him the price. But you're only going to give him 10% of that money. I mean, even if you have to put it on a credit card, just do 10%. Figure out how to get 10%. Mm-hmm. Pay him the rest on a monthly basis. Break it up over 24 months, two years. And, the, and if the owner says, well, why would I do that? Uh, the response to that, Tim, that I would, I told him I'd give him is, Well, why would I give you the full amount of money? Because I get no protection. If all of your customers leave after I pay you, I'm screwed. Huge all, risk. Yeah. Huge risk. All I've got is a lease and a building full of equipment. Yeah. Instead, what that does, a structure like that, where you're making payments to the owner over, a, it gives them an income, mm-hmm. it reduces their tax basis because they're getting those payments over spread over two years rather than all at once. Mm -hmm. And it gets that owner, the previous owners buy in because they want to make sure that that gym survives. Yeah. They're keeping the affiliate alive. They're not just transferring the affiliate. It's actually like, they want to help make sure that that those members don't leave. Yeah. So they're going to, they've got a vested interest because they're, they want those payments to continue. Mm -hmm. And when we sold, uh, uh, oxy in san jose that's what we did we structured a deal where they made payments to us and when chris mitchell sold it to us because he was leaving town and and he's like i I only want you guys to have it i actually told him no i don't want it. i told him no three times (laughs) and the fourth time he's like dude you got to help me out i'm like okay it runs itself yes it runs itself okay and you got a manager down there yes you got a manager i go okay we'll do it and then i made him payments yeah and actually did i well i can disclose it i didn't give him anything up front Mm. Said, hey, we're just only going to do payments, and the payments are going to start
0: once you take take the keys. Yeah, essentially, f- no thirty days
1: after that oh, because okay. I wanted, to, you, make sure, I wanted did... to make sure
0: everything was intact. And We also did a whole lot of time painting the gym, oh, my God, yeah, rearranging yeah. equipment. Yeah. Like there was a lot of stuff that we that oh yeah we did you did essentially yeah, to kind of get that to, to give it a different feel, our make it look essentially. That's right.
1: Yeah, but anyway, there, there's there's deal structuring methods out there that can that can allow your coaches to take over mm-hmm. there's it's rare that someone's going to come in and give you cash for your deal for your for your gym There's just there's not a lot of, and or that you know that they're you know be able to get a small business loan to do it but you're better off just doing a self-finance deal and just collecting payments and then helping make sure that that gym survives mm-hmm. and i would strongly encourage that transition that affiliate and let someone new with fresh blood. And the other thing to consider too is if you're if you're burned out. Pandemic's been tough, and Jim's not doing what you wanted to do. Maybe bring in a partner mm-hmm. to help you that that gives you the fresh blood, the, the the someone that's excited to be there, someone that's you know that can help get you know things turned around, so that you're excited again, bring the energy back. Yeah, my energy level within this affiliate here has ebbed and flowed mm-hmm. with the challenges that we faced and it was difficult during the pandemic. There are times that Yvonne and I talked about during the pandemic, "Do what do we do? Do we just, do we just walk from this thing? Um, and it was our community and our coaches that helped to keep us engaged and excited. And, and, uh, and then my spitefulness to, <laughs> to stick it to the County, to stick it to the County. <laughs> and then, and, the, and the, and the, and the deniers and the, and the people that thought, thought we should do the opposite. Yeah. Um, I loved the battle and it kept us in it. But I would say that it dubbed some flaws. Like it's it's not linear and you're not going to love it every day. It's just like CrossFit. You're not going to love it, is it every it, damn is day. Isn't
0: that like business in general? Well, like, it is. It is. But it, what's, what's
1: cool about CrossFit is you got all of this community yeah. to support There's you. So much more support behind right. it. And so I would say transition it if you can. Go reach your coach. Reach your community. Someone yeah. within your community. Within,
0: and that's what happened at
1: Moxie, wasn't at CrossFit, it? Moxie and it happened in North Vacaville. Yeah. CrossFit North Backville yeah, yeah. sold to to you know, uh, an a, a member that was a, excited to take it over and yeah. um I do phone calls with her Sarah Settlemore and she's great and she's excited and you know she's very little experience with with CrossFit ownership yeah none and she wasn't even a coach mm-hmm. and but she's, she's she had the passion she's excited oh yeah. yeah she's excited to get it going and there's challenges with it you know the transition of employees like you know there's people that are going to there's always going to be people that are pissed off get through that mm-hmm. and then and you get to the other side but keep the legacy keep it going if you can instead of uh, you know and i understand the lease obligations that's the it's challenge kind of, that's a, especially here in the bay area lease lease costs are so high and so if you get a, a landlord that's like no i'm not going to transfer the lease or if or if we transfer it on the, the landlord takes the opportunity to raise to rates, increase the rate yeah. which is what they did in san jose of moxie the uh, landlord took the opportunity to raise the rates
0: did he increase the the, the lease agreement too as far as like how long you were there for
1: um no he, he allowed them to do the same types same of tip terms but you know but was and and during the pandemic he was pretty forgiving to for them he was helpful for them during the pandemic That's their business just got good. crushed during the pandemic and it yeah. was really kind of a bummer but anyway there's creative ways and i would say reach out to me if you want more ways there's creative ways to do financing and range money and get partners to 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 help keep your affiliate going um because we want we want the affiliates to, to thrive and survive. yeah, we do, and because this yeah. this is how we're gonna be able to change health. Yeah, it is this this you know going all the way back to mm. the first point we made in that crossfit. And if you haven't seen that video, just Google CrossFit, Magic, uh Magic of CrossFit, Magic of CrossFit, and then Auburn. There's a whole bunch of stuff out there. It's the but but that one. but that one is just so cool. Comes yeah. all the way back to like it's going to take a community to keep people engaged in their new healthy habits. Mm -hmm. We're doing something special here in these affiliates. And it's, you know, and it's something that is that doctors, nutritionists, physical therapists, and others struggle with. And that is compliance to those habits, those new habits, keeping their patients, clients on track with their healthy habits Um, otherwise they have to resort to drugs and, and surgery. Yeah. But if you, other forms of interventions, but CrossFit is amazing in its ability because of that power, of that community to keeping people on track. It's the same reason why the juvenile probation program works because you got the community supporting these kids and these kids want to come back and be in that neighborhood, be in that neighborhood, that neighborhood. I mean that gym community. Yeah. Anyway, Um, what else? That's all of our topics we we're oh. going to talk about today. Okay. Yeah. How long's it been? It.
0: Yeah, 45 minutes. Not to mention that the I don't know, was it like 8 or 10 minutes that we lost in the first <laughs> video. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right on. So 45 minutes, right yeah. at it. Okay, cool. That's awesome. it for the week. Yeah. I'll right, we'll see you next
0: time. week. Cheers. I'll be opening next time. <laughs>